Hi everybody and welcome back to Lost Genre Reddit Stories. This post is from the subreddit Relationships and it's by user throwaway323130. Me, 32 male, with my ex, 33 female, broke up over a wedding dress code. I dated my ex for about 4 years. My family is from Nigeria and I'm very proud of my culture. My ex is white. I grew up in Australia but I have close ties to my roots. Originally, race was not an issue when we first started dating, but as we got more and more serious, I felt like she wasn't willing or didn't really understand how important my family and culture are to me. My sister-in-law, brother's now wife, was always close with my mother despite the cultural barrier and always seemed happy to come to family events and spend time with us and treat me like her own brother. She's even been learning how to cook some of our foods from my mother which made my mom really happy and my brother has been learning to cook North Indian style curries and stuff as well. My sister-in-law isn't conservative or anything but culture is important to her and my brother and as I get older it feels important to me too. The final straw was at my brother's wedding which spurred me into action. My sister-in-law is Indian and she's also very fiercely proud of her culture as well and they've always talked about how mixed race kids grow up culture neutral whereas they wanted their kids to have the best of both worlds. I had noticed that my ex was never that into my culture, never really spent time with my family and didn't really enjoy coming to family functions and that sort of thing. She used to always question some of our cultural practices in a really quizzical kind of way and I could tell she found it a bit dumb. She also made comments about immigrants not taking the effort to assimilate her words. Anyway, my brother and sister-in-law had an amazing Indian-Nigerian fusion type of wedding. Because in her culture white is the color of widows and black is the color for funerals, they specifically requested a dress code and it's set to wear any colors, just not black or white. The problem was that my ex mostly only wears black. It didn't really bother me but on the day of the wedding she wore a black dress. I had previously asked her not to wear a black dress because it specifically stated on the invite not to but she was adamant that my sister-in-law was being a bridezilla and she didn't have to accommodate her. Anyway, at the wedding my ex was the only one in black. My sister-in-law took one look at her and asked her if she was going to a funeral after the wedding. My ex got very embarrassed and said that she didn't have any other dresses when my cousin piped up with, Oh, why didn't you tell us? You could have borrowed one of mine, we're the same size. My sister-in-law didn't say anything after that, they were too busy with other stuff but my ex was fuming the entire time at the wedding. To make matters worse, she says a few people asked her why she was wearing black. I didn't see anyone but they might have. After the wedding she was mad at me for not backing her up. I told her not to wear a black dress and that if she needed to buy one then she had plenty of time. She said she didn't need to buy one since she has a right to wear what she wanted and that it was unreasonable to dictate something like this for a dress code since she wasn't from their culture. Anyway, the fight escalated and finally in the heat of the moment I broke up with her. It's been a few days now and she's blowing up my phone, alternatively begging me for another chance but also mad at me for not backing her up. I feel like given how well my sister-in-law interacts with my family, even though she's from another culture, how respectful she is, I want someone like that. 
For me, a wedding is about families, not just individuals, and I don't want to lose my relationship with my family over my girlfriend or potential wife. I need some perspective here. Did I do the right thing or should I have backed up my ex? Well, OP in my opinion, I think your ex is a jackass. I mean, under your ex's perspective, she could have worn a swimsuit, right? But no, she wore a dress because it was a wedding and that's what is appropriate. Now the invitation said, please do not wear white or black. You can wear any other colors. But no, she chose black. Because she didn't have to accommodate that? Come on, that's just being a jackass. But regardless of all of that, at the end of the day, OP, it's the person who you choose to spend the rest of your life with. If you want someone who would somehow integrate into your culture and you could do something mixed, like your brother is doing with your sister-in-law, then that's what you should look for. There's nothing wrong with that. And for that, I believe you made the right decision to break up with her. And what about you guys? What do you think about OP's decision? Would you have made the same one? Let me know in the comment section, and now let's move on to the community comments to see what they said. Nobuta says she was invited to a wedding bringing two different cultures together and had ample time to find clothes that would not offend the bride and groom's cultures. This is her problem, not yours, and you shouldn't be expected to back her up. Remember, the wedding is your brother's and sister-in-law's day, not your ex's day. I think you made the right decision there. If she's voiced her distaste in your culture before, are you sure that you want to marry her and let her escalate these issues? I think you're better off without her. And Dopey responds, Yeah, I just wasn't sure, you know. Because usually when a bride dictates a dress code, it's seen as a bridezilla type thing and people are generally expected to back up their partners as well. But I feel this wasn't an unreasonable request. We got the invite one year in advance so that people from overseas could budget to come if they wanted to and nobody else had trouble with a dress code. Especially, like my cousin said, if she'd called it out earlier, she wouldn't have even had to buy one. Turkey Skirt says, It kind of seems like your ex was wearing the dress to try and prove a point since it's hard to believe she only owns one dress. It's just argumentative and petty. It's someone else's big day and it wouldn't have cost her much to go with what they wanted. It seems like maybe there is something deeper going on. I just can't believe she was this adamant over a dress. You told her how you felt about it in advance and she still went ahead with it against the wishes of you and your family. I don't see how she can possibly be blaming you for not backing her up right now. Your family is very important to you and she should be sensitive to your family's culture if she wants to be in your life too. Find a girl who loves and embraces your differences and can celebrate special occasions with you without being a buzzkill. And Dopey responds, what point though? She had a year to find something to wear. Remember Coombe Valley says, quote, My sister-in-law took one look at her and asked her if she was going to a funeral after the wedding. End quote. Applause. She was told what the deal was. She chose to ignore it out of selfishness and ego. And let's be honest, probably some racism. If she didn't want to be questioned about her wrong choice, she shouldn't have made it. And it wasn't your job to back her up when you'd already told her that she was wrong. If she were genuinely apologetic, I might give her another chance, but considering she's still angry that you didn't back her up in her rudeness to your family, probably better to let this one go. And OP responds, I don't know if I want to give her another chance now. She didn't respect my brother at one of the most important occasions in his life. Additional information from OP's comments. I wouldn't expect her to assimilate completely, but at least have some respect, you know? 
Like, I keep harping on my sister-in-law, but she's seriously like an older sister to me at this point, and she just fit in so well, but she's also very proud of her culture too. She didn't give up anything. We've talked about this stuff, and she says that no culture is perfect, but it's on people to take the best and change the bad. My brother's head nearly fell off considering how much he nodded at that, and it really resonated with me. Even her change of clothes for the reception was an Indian-inspired dress, and it looked great. I'm starting to see this dress code from my sister-in-law as an FYI for people from other cultures and not a bridezilla thing. And also, black is a funeral color even in western cultures. Even more of a reason to not wear black, I think. I don't really get why she was being so stubborn. For all the rights to stand your ground about, pick another one. At this wedding, people wore all different colored suits. Light gray, blue, etc. I wore a traditional dress for the wedding, but changed into a maroon suit for the reception. It wasn't hard to find at all. There was a guy there wearing a pink suit, and another one in a gold suit, and my sister-in-law loved it. Also, I have gone to another wedding with her. She was a bridesmaid, so she wore a blue dress. She has never done something like this in four years. I feel that she did insult my sister-in-law's culture. Even if she's not into any culture, it's important to me. That should mean something, right? Like, my sister-in-law and brother believe we should keep the best of any culture. In my case, Nigerian culture can be very sexist at times, but I'm not, because I grew up in a different environment. Culture can change. It doesn't need to be the same. It should change for the better. Well, the community seems to back OP's decision, and we also learned that the ex had a blue dress she could have worn. So now let's move on with the update to see how this story ends. I spoke to my brother and sister-in-law about it because they'd noticed I seemed down and didn't talk about my ex at all. They convinced me to talk to her because they thought it was very disrespectful what she did and didn't understand family or culture and I didn't invest four years of my life with her. My brother and sister-in-law told me that I owed it to myself to get some closure and I agreed. So I spoke to her a few days ago because of how abrupt the relationship ended and it did not go well. We met and had coffee in a park. I told her how hurt I was that she would disrespect my brother and sister-in-law on their wedding day by wearing a dress in one of the two colors they asked us not to wear. She told me she had forgotten about the wedding and had to rush to get something to wear. I told her I wasn't convinced. The wedding had been on everyone's mind and we'd been asked to help set up the hall, which she didn't want to help with, but I went. She told me this was a stupid fight over a stupid dress. I didn't feel that way. I felt it was her not respecting our culture. That's when she got annoyed and told me that culture is a man-made thing and that we're in Australia now. I told her that my heritage was always going to be important to me and my future children and that I couldn't be with someone who didn't feel that way. She mentioned some horrible things like FMG and other stuff and to be clear, we don't believe that's right and none of the women in my family have gone through that. I told her that culture is a dynamic thing and that my family didn't believe in that stuff and weren't that backwards. I got upset that she'd even think so and, to my shame, responded very badly. I pointed out that my mother, my female cousins, etc. were all more educated and successful than her. That's when the conversation started rapidly going downhill. She told me she'd chosen a less strenuous career for me because we wanted to have kids and she wanted to be there to raise them unlike my double-income family members, including my mother because I'd mentioned that my mother had worked weekends sometimes. 
My mother got an education against all odds and my parents have always been after me to educate myself, which I have. That pissed me off. I told her quite angrily that I always respected what my mother and father had done for us, that she was 28 when she met me, so she didn't choose a less strenuous career for me. She couldn't blame me for that. She then got upset and said she didn't have much time to have kids. How could I do that to her? She should have listened to her family that I was untrustworthy and she'd wasted the best years of her life on me. I told her if that's the way she felt, then it's better that we stay broken up and got up and walked off. Yesterday I got nasty Facebook messages from various family members calling me very ugly things that I will leave out of here but were really offensive. I've blocked all of them. I told my family about it and they were furious. I'm better off without her. It's a good thing we didn't live together even though we've got stuff at both our houses. She's texted me a few times since apologizing and wanted to talk again but I only responded to say that I wanted to pick up my stuff and I boxed her stuff up so we should probably meet at the park to exchange it. The day before we had agreed to meet, she kept texting and calling me to come pick up my stuff and give back hers immediately, so I went with my brother, my sister-in-law and cousin and we exchanged stuff. Her dad was there and he started getting riled up calling me names and stuff, but my sister-in-law got right up in his face and told him that we'd go to the police and show him the 15 odd messages of his daughter saying that if I didn't come to get my stuff, she'd destroy it. And she was happy to post all the nasty messages his family sent me to their workplaces. My ex then begged her dad to calm down, so he walked off. I refused to go inside her house and told my ex to just get my stuff. Turns out she hadn't packed up my stuff, so my sister-in-law suggested we drop her stuff off at a mutual friend's house and my ex had a week to do the same. I called around to find a friend and she agreed to it at the same time as well. My ex then messaged me today apologizing because she wasn't expecting my family members to turn up and that she'd wanted to talk and she reacted badly. With her father there? Yeah, right. I told her the same thing, then I reminded her that she had a week to get my stuff packed up and dropped off at a friend's house. She texted me back saying it didn't have to be like this etc, but I told her it did and I didn't want to discuss anything further. Anyway, I have dropped off her stuff and I'm just hoping to get my stuff back from her place. Well OP, it sucks that it had to be 4 years before you realized this relationship wasn't going to work. But it's better to find out now than later with a divorce and maybe kids. In any case, thank you so much for sharing your story and all the best in the future. Take care, OP. And now, let's move on to the next post. This post is from the subreddit Malicious Compliance and it's by user MyOn. Employer doesn't want me to waste 2 hours, they waste 40 instead. A number of years ago, I worked for a small, fairly local outsourcing company. I was assigned to work with a particularly high-profile client of theirs. The client's office was just around the corner from my employer, but my employer insisted that I remain within their own offices to work, so the client provided me with a laptop that connected to their network remotely. It's important to note that whilst the client was decent, my employer had a total fear-based management culture. The managers wanted eyes on the employees at all times because they assumed people would slack off given half the chance. After almost a year of working there, I got a call from the client notifying me that my client-given laptop needed some critical updates and I would have to bring it in so IT could apply the updates locally. All sounded very reasonable to me. 
I brought this to the attention of my manager and advised I would be out of the office for a while so I could take my laptop to the client site around the corner for critical updates. No good. My manager ignored everything about the critical updates part and focused instead on the out of our office for two hours part. They insisted that they knew I had a remote connection to the client's office so any updates could be applied without me needing to leave and take my laptop anywhere. I got the impression they thought I was lying to get some free time off. I decided that this had the potential to teach my employer and the managers a great lesson about not trusting their own employees. So like the model employee I was, I shrugged and said, you know best boss, and complied with their request, continuing working as usual. Until the following morning, when I switched on my laptop and nothing would work. The machine refused to connect to the client's remote network. The various software applications I used for my job also wouldn't run due to the lack of connection. Error messages flashed up on every file I tried to access, warning me that my credentials had been blocked. I was left holding a very expensive brick. My manager was livid when I explained I couldn't do any work. They clicked around on my laptop trying to fix it themselves, but there was no other solution to be had. They sent me around the corner to the client's office so I could hand in my laptop to IT. I took my time enjoying a coffee and breakfast in the client's on-site cafe whilst IT worked on my laptop. But when I went to check on it after an hour, I believe the client IT manager's words were, it's effed. The critical update mentioned before was intended to repair something wrong with the way the remote connections worked. When my machine didn't get the update, it lost connection with the client's network and immediately locked me out of everything, effectively blacklisting my credentials. IT manager explained that they would have to build me an entirely new machine and set up new accounts, a process that would take about a week to ensure everything filtered through correctly and could be tested. The client was fine and understanding about it, but when I returned empty-handed to my employer's office, my manager got extremely snotty with me and insisted I still had to work somehow. I pointed out that I had no client laptop to work on, so instead of sending me home, they forced another employee to share her computer with me. For the next week, I and my colleague shared her computer one hour each at a time. As I had no access to any of my files, client data, etc., all I could do was the barest minimum of work, sending a few emails from my colleague's account. After a week, I got my new client laptop and things went back to normal. But the week of sharing meant my employer had lost around 40 hours of productivity from two employees. The shared pain and the experience with my colleague brought us closer together and when my employer lost their contact with my client a few years later, she helped me get a new job with my employer's competitor. Well, Opie, that's what they get for having a trustless management culture. That must have sucked, but it's good to know that you moved on. Thanks for sharing, Opie. And it's that time that we've reached the end of the video. I hope you enjoyed today's stories. I really did enjoy reading them to you. So if you did, then don't be shy and go ahead and give the video a like. And don't forget to subscribe or even share this video with people that you might think will enjoy my storytelling. Also, if you have the time, go down to the video description and check out all the links I have for you, from our Discord community to my channel merch. And finally, I'd like to say thank you for watching. It really means a lot to me that you enjoy my videos. And having said all that, I'll see you guys in the next video.